Um, let's go to Luke. <laughs> and for all those saying he's doing the same thing again, you better be glad God ain't telling me who you are. <laughs> Luke 14. I'm going to begin at verse 25. And Elder, I will throw the scriptures out as we progress. I, I'll let you know right before we get there. No, I'll try to let you know ahead of time. And by the way, the worship was really good tonight. It's been a long time since we sung. I love that song in the sanctuary. That one part, I was singing over there. And all of them, they just stopped and go, you sing it, Bishop. So you know it. No, I, I anyway, just, just a good song. President of the Lord is in this place. Verse 25, Luke 14. Now great multitudes went with him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, Yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you intended to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it, least after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going to make war against another king does not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000. Or else, while the other is still a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks conditions of peace. So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all, notice that word, all that he has, he cannot be my disciple. Salt is good. But if the salt has lost its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is neither fit for the land nor for the dunghill. But men threw it out, throw it out. He who has ears, the ability to hear the sound, the noise, the language, let him hear, let him understand, let him come to know. And so let's go back to verse 25 and verse 26. And so we, we, we just, just a small review there, and we hit a couple of scriptures, and we're going to try to progress a, a little bit uh, tonight. Verse 25, now great multitudes went with him. And he turned and said to them, now here's the great Multitudes, plural. There was great multitudes in different groups that called themselves following Jesus. They was following him. You know, it's something about a follower. I was thinking today. 
some people, if 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 I if someone is asked me a question and said, Bishop, I don't know how to get to this location. And I say, okay, just just follow me. And 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 I'll show you how to get there. Now, the person that's leading knows where they're going. The person that's following don't know where they're going. The follower determines how close he's going to follow or she's going to follow. You determine the distance between you and the one that's leading you. And listen, if you're going to follow me, you need to follow me. There's some people that follow, and they're, they're dragging all the way back there. And so the one that's leading, which is not the will of God, understand the spiritual principle, we're trying to show you how to get there, and at the same time, we're looking in the mirror trying to make sure we don't lose you somewhere. It's because of the distance that you're following at. And if you don't follow close, now, her and I, we know how to follow. Hannah just outrun everybody, so she don't know nothing about following. So through now, we know how to follow. I, I told Sir Jackson, say, if you follow me, you stay up on me. I shouldn't have told her that. Now she's trying to outrun me <laughs> when she followed. If, if you, you as a follower, you determine how you're going to follow. And so when you're following, if there's too much distance, then somebody can get between you and the one that you're following. And all of a sudden, you're losing sight of the one that you're following. And so I, I want us to understand, and we, we have some people, God said, you tell them. There are some people here, you're following God at a distance. And there's other things that's getting between you and the things of God. And there's times you're losing sight of where God is going. So he said, hey, he, he said, uh, that's what he said. Uh, now, now, great multitudes went with him, and, and he turned and he said to them, now, at least they was close enough where they could hear his voice. The next scripture, watch this here. If anyone comes to me, if anyone wants to be my companion, if anyone wants to accompany me and does not hate his father and mother and wife and children, brothers and sisters, <laughs> sound like Pastor Brent down here tonight. <laughs> You've been messing with my Kool-Aid in the office and give me something to drink? You know, I love him. You know, he, he takes hugs. He hugs everybody else and stuff. But anyway, let me keep going. And yes, and his own life. I hope we, we can get to this part tonight. I, I don't know if it's God's will. 
He cannot be my disciple. Now, we understand that that word hate means to love less. It doesn't mean the hate like we understand by our definition. It means you have to love your father less, your mother less, your wife uh, slash husband less. And I ain't talking about this crazy stuff they're talking about here. Your children less. And your brothers and sisters less. And even your own life, you got to love them less than you love God. If you love God the way you're supposed to, then the love that everyone else should receive, it would be in the proper place. And so he said, if you don't, you cannot be my disciple. Now, you heard me say this. Every disciple is a follower, but not every follower is a disciple. So a disciple is, is, is a, uh, a learner, one that follows another's teaching. Then say they have to agree with it. If you're following me and you don't know where you're going, you may not agree with the route that I'm taking. But if you want to get there, wherever I turn, you better turn also. Whatever road I go down, you better go down that road also. And so a disciple is also... A, a, a person that is engaged in learning. We're going to look at a scripture on this. Engaged in learning. It's like a student to the teacher. If that student have trust and confidence in that teacher, and that comes by a relationship, then they're going to believe whatever that teacher tells them to do. They will follow that. So, a disciple is engaged in learning. Elder, let's go to Acts 17, verse 11. Acts 17 Verse, actually start at verse 10, verse 10, and, and, and we're going to read verse 11. Then the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. When they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. So when they arrived, they went into the synagogue, the house of God, the place of worship, the place where they want to have an encounter with God, where the presence of the Lord should be dwelling. So they went into the synagogue. Now watch this here. These were more fair-minded than those in the Thessalonica in, in that they received the word with all readiness. Okay, now watch this here. They received what? The word. Oh, so, so in... 
in the synagogues, what they was giving out was the word. Boy, I, I, I mean, I'm watching people, they are experts on preaching and, and sounding good, but very little word. But they gave out the word. This is why God is making us a little bit different. Whoever minister up here, they're ministering the word. I had this thought come to me. There's so many people. It's nothing wrong with having a good story. But you don't build your message around a story you read out of a book. You build your message and you can build that story around the word of God. If it fits, but you don't pick up all these books and stuff and read to get a thought, to get a message, to get something like that. No, no, no. They preach the word. Watch this here. And search the scriptures daily. Uh, How often did they search it? Daily. Watch this here. To find out whether these things were so. So a disciple is engaged in learning. I'm not looking for no hands in here tonight because I I felt like God said the majority of the people here, if you don't grasp it all doing this setting, a lot of us will not go back and look at or listen to what has been taught to see if those things are so. But if you are a disciple, you will be engaged in learning. Some of you won't be struggling with some of the stuff you struggle with if you go back and just look at the word. Search out what you have been taught. So he said, if you love anything more than me. You cannot be my disciple. That's not UPCI. That's not FUPC. That's not Bishop Jackson. That's the word of the Lord. Now, let's talk about this a little bit more. Let's go to Matthew 22. Matthew chapter 22. And we'll pick up at verse uh, 34. Elder, be waiting for me in John 14 and 15. And there's another scripture. I think it's Amos chapter 3. But wait for me in John 14 and 15. So Matthew 22, let's pick it up in verse 34. But when the Pharisees heard, they understood, they came to know that he, that he is Jesus, had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. Now, how did he silence them? Let's go back up to verse 23. Verse 23 says, the same day the Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him and asked him, 
said, teacher. Moses says, listen, these people, they just thought they were smart enough that they could put some words together to walk Jesus into a trap. The Lord finished smacked them from here to there with the word. Watch this here. Moses said that if a man dies having no children, his brother shall marry his wife and raise up offsprings for his brother. Now, there were, were with us seven brothers. The first died after he had married and having no offsprings, left his wife to his brother. Likewise, the second also, and the third, even to the seventh. Last of all, the woman died also. Therefore, in the resurrection, and they don't even believe there's a resurrection, but look how they're trying to walk him into a trap. In the resurrection, whose wife of the seven will she be? For they all had her. They just sent back. We got him. Jesus answered and said to them, you are mistaken, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God, the strength, the ability, the miraculous power of God. For in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels of God in heaven. Then he went back and said, but concerning the resurrection of the dead, the rising of the dead, the raising of the dead, he said, have you not read, uh-oh, what was spoken to you by God, saying, I am the God of Abraham. And he, Abraham was already dead. But if he's his God, he has to be alive. The God of Isaac. And the God of Jacob, God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. And when the multitude heard this, they were astonished at his teaching. He shut them up. Now, so the Pharisees heard about this. Verse 35 said, then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him, and saying, now, they probably got the brightest one that they had among them. He was a lawyer. In other words, he, he was a student of the then known law at that time. The law at that time was called the commandments of God. So he wanted to test him and try him through the word. So watch this here. He said, teacher, what is the great commandment in the law? So here's a lawyer, a student of the word. He asked this question, what is the great commandment in the law? And the Lord began to answer him. Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with your thoughts, with your feelings, with all your soul, with the very breath that you breathe, when with your intellectual mindset. You should love him with all your mind, your deep thoughts, your imagination, your understanding. 
He said, this is the first and great commandment. Now notice, it didn't say anything about loving anybody else. He said, you ought to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with your soul, with your mind. The word love there means in a social and moral sense. You got to love him enough to want to be his companion. You got to love him enough, Sister Kimberly, you brought this out really good, in the moral sense that you're going to conform to the rules of right in his sight, your behavior, your conduct, your attitude, your conversation. It's going to be pleasing unto God. This is the first and great commandment. Now notice this. He said the second. Notice it's the second. It is not the first. The second is like unto it. The second in order. So we know what the first is, but the second, he said, you shall love your neighbor Someone in close proximity to you. That's not just meaning like this, but I think it means blood proximity. Just like your father. Just like your mother. Just like your wife. Just like your children. Just like your brothers and sisters and even your own self. He said, you shall love your neighbors. But notice, that's the Second commandment, as yourself, even yourself is secondary to the first commandment. And so what we have to make sure is that there's no breach in our relationship with God. Because if there's a breach in our relationship, if we get there tonight, you're going to see that the enemy will use whatever you love. More than you love God, he will use that to manipulate you, control you, and entice you to walk right out of the hands of God Almighty. And if your love is not in the right place, there are some things that God cannot import in you. Again, this is why you see God using something. This is why God spoke this to minister Gaza. Listen, they don't have to do this. By the world standard, he is a success. He's probably going to miss a lot of money being off a couple of weeks. He probably worked double time just to make up for it. (laughs) But he loves... He loves God. He's following God. He's obeying God. And he's putting God first. So God said, hey, I'm going to put some things in you that I'm not going to reveal to you until you get there. You know why? Because there's no breach in his relationship with God. I know I'm losing some of you, but just don't let the eyeballs pop each other. Let's go to John. 
John chapter 21. We're going to try to get somewhere tonight. We're not going to finish, but I believe God wants to talk to somebody. Now, watch this here. Before we get there, the Lord said this here. If, if you love me, if you want to be my companion, if you want to accompany me, if you, if you want to do what's right in my sight, if you love me, you show your love to me by keeping my commandments. I, I still haven't seen anywhere in there where God said that you have to agree with him. In Amos, I believe it's chapter 3. I was going to give it to the elder. I can't remember. Maybe around verse 8. It said, how can two walk together except they agree? And you can't walk with God. You better hear me. If you don't love and keep his commandments. I'm talking to somebody. You know what? There's a lot of churches, I feel the Holy Ghost, you can go in and you can sit in and you can be comfortable there, but the word here is going to push you. The word needs to challenge you. You ought to thank God you don't have a shepherd that's just satisfied that you come to the house of God. The word for to push us a little bit. Now, let's go to John 21. I think we're already there. So let me, let me begin at verse 1. Oh. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And in this way, he showed himself. He showed himself to Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel Cana. Cana, Canaan, and Galilee, the son of Zebedee, the two others of his disciples, they were together. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, we're going with you also. <clears throat> they went out and immediately got into the boat. And that night they caught nothing. But when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore Yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, have you any tilapia, any grouper, <laughs> any catfish? That's me. Red snapper, that's, that's you. That's big money there, man. I got to stay with the catfish. I got to stay with the cod, man. That, you can buy that right out of the freezer and stuff. <laughs> have you any food? They answered and said, no. And he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. They didn't argue with him because at the very outset of Jesus' ministry, they heard this same word before. Boy, yeah, I sure wanted to go there, but some told them, no, you'd be here all night. So they cast, and now they were not able, watch this here, to draw it in because of the multitude a fish. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. Now, when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, 
he put on his outer garment, for he had removed it and plunged into the sea. But the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from land, but about 200 cubits dragging a net with fish. Now, it said, then as soon as they had come to land, they saw a fire coal there and fish laid on it and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish which you have just caught. Simon Peter went up and dragged the net to land. Watch this here. Full of Lord's fish. Now, when he talk about Lord's fish, it's large. It, 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 it is large. 153. And although there were so many, the net was not broken because they did it on his command. Verse 12. Jesus said to them, come and eat breakfast. <laughs> they shouldn't have put that in there. They, breakfast wasn't even thought up then. Yet none of his disciples asked him, who are you? Knowing that it was the Lord. Now we're going somewhere. Jesus then came and took the bread and gave it to them. Likewise, the fish. This is now the third time Jesus showed himself to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. Now, here we go. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? Now, understand, prior to Peter being called by the Lord, his occupation was a fisherman. That's where he made his livelihood. The Bible said they had 153 large fish. And when he looked at that, his own occupation was trying to call him back. I feel the Holy Ghost. I can make some good money here. Somebody better hear me. I, I can't have security and stability for my family. And the Lord knew what was going on in his mind. He said, Simon, I know you want to be used of me, but you can't be used of me and love this more than you love me. He asked him, he said, do, do you love me more than these? Do, do, he said, do, do, do you want to be my companion? Do, do you want to accomplish me? Do you want to do what's right in my sight? And so when he said that, Simon said, Lord, you, you know that I love you. That word love means I have affection for you. I'm fond of you, Lord. I am attached to you. And then when he said that, Sister Melanie, he said to him, feed my lambs. God didn't give him until the Lord knew where his love was. And everybody can't feed lambs. That has to be a gift from God. I know some people, they deal with everybody when they come to salvation the same way. A, a lamb and a sheep. The digestive system on that lamb can't handle what that sheep can handle. You got to know what to feed that lamb. But the Lord did not tell him 
that he can feed the lambs until God knew where his love was. And there are some giftings, there are some anointings, there are some ministries that God wants to give to some of you. But God has to know, do you love him more than you love something else? Now, it didn't stop there. He went on in verse 17, verse 16, verse 1 of those teens, verse 16. He said to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Do you want to be my companion? Do you want to accomplish me? Do you want to do what's pleasing in my sight? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know I love you. You know I'm fond of you. You know I have affection for you. You know I am attached to you. He said to him, King James said, feed my sheep. But the definition of feed in that scripture means tend my sheep. In other words, now I want you to take care of my sheep. Give them what they need. But he couldn't get, give him that ability to do that until God knew where his love was at. Some of us, we want to be used. You won't come out and say it. Oh, man, I, I wish God would use me like, like this one and like this one and like this one. But, but where's your love? If there's a breach in your, in your relationship, the enemy is going to use that. Watch this. We don't get some. The Lord told me today, and even last week, there are some of you, you got a breach in your relationship and you don't even see it. But when we finish tonight, God's going to show it to you. You don't even see there's a breach in your relationship with God. And you want Bishop to move from this teaching. And you want him to go somewhere else. And it's the mercy of God that's trying to open your eyes so you can see there's something wrong in your relationship with God. And the enemy is lurking. He's looking for that breach so he can come in and just sip you like wheat. So that's the second one. Now, watch this here. He got mad the third time he asked him. Verse 17, he said to him the third time. Now, the Lord changed the meaning of love the third time. Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Do you have affection for me? Are you fond of me? Are you attached to me? Now, I want you to catch this. Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? Now watch this phrase. He said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Why did he say it like this? Lord, you know all things. He's recalling back, and we're going to go and look. When the Lord told him there was a breach in his relationship, and Peter didn't see it himself. He said, Lord, you know all things. You know things about me that I don't even know about myself. I feel the Holy Ghost. And, and some of you are here tonight. 
There, there's a thing that God is trying to point out in the word that you don't see, but God sees and God knows all about you. So he said, Lord, he go, God, you, you know all things. You know things about me I don't know myself. You know where my love is at. Now, he said this with a little confidence, but let's go back where he thought there was no breach in his relationship, and there was. So let's go back a little bit. We're going to ask about like this. Let's go back to Matthew 26. Oh, man. Matthew 26. Elder, wait for me in John chapter 18. We have to get through this here. Matthew 26, and we're going to pick it up in verse 31. Y'all doing good trying to stay awake. So, sounds all you all see what I'm seeing. Then I walk by them, they're just shaking their cell some of them got some drool coming down and so. <laughs> but I'm not going to rush it because you got to catch this. You got to catch this. Matthew 26. So watch this here. Let's pick it up at verse 31. Oh, man, 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 man. Then Jesus said to them, his disciples, watch this here. All of you will be made to stumble Because of me, this night, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. They were stumbling me, all you're going to sin, you're going to transgress the word of God because of me this night. When he said, it is written, I'm going to strike the shepherd, they were strike mean I'm going to Knock him down and take his life. I'm going to take his life. That's what I mean. I would strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock would be scattered. Now, I know some of you thinking, that's not what it means. Oh, it's not? Then watch this next scripture. Watch this here. But after I have been raised. Wait a minute. So, so he's talking about taking his life. He said, after I have been raised. Well, if you're not dead, you don't need to be raised. After I have been raised, I will go before you to Galilee. Now watch this here. Boy, you're doing good up there with those scriptures. I know you're ready to go home. That's why you're going so fast. Watch this here. Peter answered and said to, to him, even if all are made to stumble, to sin, to transgress because of you, I will never be made to stumble. I'm not going to sin. I'm not going to fall. And he meant what he said. And he believed what he said. But what he didn't see, there was a breach in his relationship with God. Then watch this here. Jesus said to him, not to them, but to him. Surely I say to you that this night, tonight, before the rooster crows, 
You will deny me three times. You will deny that you know me three times. This is why he said, Lord, you know all things. You knew something about me that I didn't know. You knew I had a breach and I didn't know one was there. I'm talking to somebody in the Holy Ghost. I can come up to you. There's a breach. There are some breaches in this place. And the love of God will have a man of God to teach like this tonight. Don't get mad at the man of God. Don't hate his guts. Don't have him for lunch around the table. God is reaching for you. And I know some of you, some of you don't like me right now. Hey, don't throw the baby out with the bath water. <laughs> Listen, you may not like the bishop. You may not discount him, but don't discount the word that's coming forth. You can discount me as a man, but don't discount the counsel of God. And listen, I'm a big baby to be thrown out. Watch this here. He said, you will deny me three times. So he said, the way that you're going to transgress, you're going to sit and lie like you have never known me before. And I'm going to show you how he got to the point. But when he was saying it, he was sincere. He just didn't see it. Watch this here, next scripture. Peter said to him, even if I have to die with you, all he is talking. Even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. <laughs> all of them. You know how it is. If Brother Master said first, I'm behind him. What he said. <laughs> Peter tried to live up to this. John chapter 18. Let's pick it up in verse 1. Stay with me. We're only going to cover one part. This eight, it's 858 for you that keep in time. I'm going to 915 tonight. I got to finish this part because some of you are blind to that breach that's in your life. And I'm telling the enemy has already been circling and lurking and, and looking. And for some of you, you have made plans. You, you, you're doing things and you're thinking, the bishop don't know. No, I don't know, but God knows. And that's the reason why he's trying to reach you. The enemy is setting you up. You know why? Because there's something you love more than you love God. What type of shepherd would you have that have sit here and allowed you to walk in the way of danger and lose your soul? So I'm not going to fear man. I'm not going to fear your looks. I'm not going to fear none of that stuff. I'm going to fear God who's able to put the, put the, you know, to take your life and, and put you in hell. I don't want to go to hell, but I, can t I tell you, I will go if I don't preach the truth to you. It's up to you what you do with it, but I'm going to tell you the counsel of God. And let me tell you, this never started this way. When God gave me this, I never seen me going in this direction. 
This wasn't anything pre-planned. It's just how God would deal with me. And God began to open my eyes to some things. So, and watch this here. Peter trying to live up to this. John 1, watch this here. John 18.1, yeah. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples over the book Kidron, where there was a garden which he and his disciples had disciples entered. And Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place, for Jesus often met there with his disciples. Then Judas, having received a detachment of troops and of officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, came there with, the, with le, uh, legends of, lanterns of turns and weapons. Jesus therefore knew all things that would come upon him, went forward and said to them, Whom are you seeking? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said to them, I am he. And Judas, who betrayed him, also stood with them. Huh. Now when he said to them, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Then he asked them again, Whom are you seeking? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I have told you that I am he. Therefore, if you seek me, let these go their way. Oh, man, and they took off. Watch this here. That the saying might be fulfilled, which he spake of whom, of those whom he gave me, I have lost none. And Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The, ser- the servant's name was Marcus. Marcus. Boone. I'll <laughs> <laughs> no, just pick it out. I'll just pick it I just had to pick on it. It came to me at home and I started laughing. I said, I'm going to get him tonight. <laughs> he told me I had a stain on my shirt the other day because of the Dallas Cowboys was on there. But that stain was victorious. But anyway, we'll stay with the spiritual stuff. <laughs> That's good, Elder. So Peter was going to live up to it. And Brother Mark, what happened? Here he is. He took out his sword. And he was going to defend Jesus. No breach in my relationship. But there was something that got to him. The Lord said, except you love less your father, your mother, your wife, your children, your brothers. Your sisters, and here's the part. Yes, and even your own life, you cannot be my disciple. It's the last part where the breach was with Simon Peter. And we're gonna we're gonna read this here. And listen, friend, I I I, I have to check my motives. I will obey. God, no matter what, no matter who get mad at me, no matter who dislike me and stuff. I got to love God more than my reputation, more than my feelings. Some of you are really clapping because you're ready to go home. You got 12 minutes, like the 12 disciples. Let's go back to Matthew 26. So what happened? What changed? Watch this here. Matthew 26 
and let's, let's go to verse 69. Now, we already read the part where he was trying to live up to what he said. Verse 69 said, now, Peter sat outside. They had already taken Jesus in the courtyard. And a servant girl came to him saying, you also were, were with Jesus of Nazareth. But he denied it. He denied it before them all saying, I do not know what you are saying. Lying. What caused him to deny the Lord? Let's back up a little bit. Let's back up to verse 65. Sir, God is talking to you. You, 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 you just keep on blowing it off. But God is talking to you. And you need to do everything you can to focus on this word that's coming forward. Because the Lord said, when he lifted off of me, whether you come and hear the rest of this or not, you're responsible for it. And I won't say your name or names. So I want you to hear, hear the word of the Lord. Verse 65, then the high priest tore his clothes saying, he has spoken blasphemy, talking about Jesus. What for the need do we have of witnesses? Look, now you have heard him, his blasphemy. So what do you think? The answer said, he is deserving of death. Now Simon is watching this. He's hearing all of this. Then they spat in his face and they beat him. And others struck him with the palms of their hands, saying, prophesy to us, Christ, who is the one who struck you? Peter was tough until he seen that. He said, I, 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 I'm not going through that. I, I don't want to go through that pain. I don't want to be spat on. I don't want to be beat. I don't want to be hit with the palm of the hand. I, I, I'm not going through that. So they say, hey, you was with him. He said, I don't even know what you're talking about. There's a breach in his relationship. You know why? Because he loved his life more than he loved God. Somebody better hear me in the Holy Ghost. You got to check some things, friend. You got to make sure there's no breach. And guess what? The enemy found the breach. Then let's, let's keep going. Verse 71. And when he had gone out to the gateway, another girl, ladies don't forget nothing. Another girl saw him and said to those who was there, this fellow also was with Jesus of Nazareth. But again, he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. This is why I say, Lord, you know all things. You knew there was a breach in me. You knew it, and I didn't know it. I'm telling somebody, there are some breaches in here tonight. There are some breaches in your relationship tonight, and you better do everything you can to close that breach because where this body is at, the enemy is looking for anybody he can snatch out of the hands of God. Watch this here. That's the second time. Then the Bible said in verse 73, and a little later, 
those who stood by came and said to Peter, surely you also are one of them, for your speech betrays you. Then he began to curse. <laughs> Some people think the louder they say something and with the more passion it makes it right. A lie is still a lie. Ooh, let me just keep going. I won't even mess with that. He began to curse and swear, saying, I do not know the man. Immediately, a rooster crowed. And Peter remembered the words of Jesus who had said to him, before the rooster crowed, you would deny me three times. So he went out and wept bitterly. So when he asked him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He was grieved. He said, Lord, you know all things. You know things about me I don't know about myself. But this time, he closed that breach. Because when you say that there is no breach in your relationship, the enemy is going to try you. He's going to rattle your door. You can rest assured he's going to put something that you love in front of you, and you got a choice to make. And I'm telling somebody, you better begin to make the right choices. Oh, yes, your, your, your salvation depends on you making the right choice. Your family's salvation depends on you making the right choice. Friend, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. God has, he has exposed the adversary and his tactic and what he's trying to do. And then let me say this for the record. You're not fighting Bishop tonight. You know I'm in the word. And you can try to dissect it any way you want, but you know what I'm saying is right. Let me hit this last part. When he tried him later, and when the enemy came, it was no problem, Sister Zimmerman. What God wants to give this body, I mean, look what's going on. Look, look what's going on here. I mean, I mean look what's going on in, in the churches that are attached. What, what it, God wants to give this body, give us as individuals. Man, you made me so proud of what you was praying with that guy the other day. There can't be no breach. Because there's more that God wants to give this body. So here we go. Whoever's playing can come up there. You, you can make your way here. Here's the other part. Go to Acts chapter 4. We'll zip through this really quick. Friend, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter. Whether a person, place, a thing. You, you, you got to make up your mind. Right. Whether you're going to follow or going to. I'm telling you something. So, so well, I, I don't agree with that. I, I don't believe that. I don't know if that's right. But yet you can't get in the word and you can't come to me and tell me why it's not right. You can't do it. It's your flesh. It don't want to do it. Because the influence of the world has to you how you should look, how you should dress, how you should talk, 
what you should be a part of, and it don't line up with the word of God. And we see you see other people that's other part part of other congregation, and they're doing it, and you say it must be right. If it don't line up with the word, it ain't right. Oh my God. Here we go. Acts 14, verse Acts 4, verse 13. We're reading fast. Let me do my speed reading. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, moving like a slug, and they proceed. It depends on where you're from. And they perceived that they were uneducated, untrained men. They played marvels. No, they marveled. And they realized that they had been with Jesus. Now, I'm not going to spout because we need to go home. And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. Hey, listen, I, I'm going to hear something about you going over there. But they're not going to be able to say anything against what God is doing. They can't say anything against what God is doing in our midst. They're going to be mad. They're going to talk. But they can't. What they see, they they have to acknowledge that it's Jesus. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm going real quick. This made me go faster. But when they had commanded them to go outside of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, what shall we do to these men? For indeed that a notable miracle has been done through them is evident. What God's going to do through us is evident. It's evident to all who dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But so that it spread no farther among the people. Watch this here. Let us severely threaten them that from now on, they speak to no man in his name. They said, we threatened Peter before, and he backed down. The enemy said, let me threaten him again. Let me see if he loved his life more than he loved Jesus. So they called him and commanded him not to speak, not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered, said to them, ha, what is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God you judge? For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. He said, beat me, threaten me, throw me in jail, do whatever you want, but I'm going to speak what God has told me. I'm going to do what God has asked me to do. And I'm telling you where I feel some resistance here in the house. Oh, it's there. It is here. And you don't, you don't want to resist. But it's that spirit you have entertained. And it's telling you, don't listen to him. You don't have to do that. He's too strict. Hey, friend, it's the word of the living God. God is trying to reach somebody. Boy, I want to go with that spirit so bad. I'm not backing up. Whether you come back to First UPC or not, you cannot get away from this word. You cannot get away from this word.
the Lord showed me something. For some of you, your love going to be tried. We'll get to it. We won't get to it tonight. And, and if you love God more, God's going to do things for you that you cannot do on your own, that your mind cannot imagine. God said, but I got to try them. And they got to come through it. They got to pass the love test. If they pass the love test, he said, a blessing I put on them, the enemy can't take it away. Can't happen. Cannot happen. Stand with me. Go. Throw John back up there. You can stand out low. Throw John. No. Throw. Throw. Throw somebody up there. Throw John. Throw John 21 back up there. And let's pick it up. That's it, like, uh, what, what's that, Mr. Incredible? What's it, what's it called? That's called Incredibles, right? Yeah, the, the big guy. What's his name? Oh, like me. What's, what's the lady's name? What's the wife's name? Yeah. I said, throw me. Throw me. <laughs> Jack-Jack was a little devil. I think we got some Jack-Jacks in here tonight. Just be changing and stuff. I know y'all act like y'all ain't seen any stuff. I, I, I like Mr. Incredible. What that little lady told him, she said, ooh, you got fat. <laughs> I thought that was me on there. But anyway, let me finish this out. John 21. You want to keep them longer, do you? Verse 1. Let's go to verse 18. I'm picking. Watch this here. I want you to catch this here. I have, I have to hit this, this, this little thing here. Now, when, when, in verse 17, when he said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Then the Lord told him again, feed my sheep. He said, you, 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 you feed my sheep. He, he gifted him. And we can see that being fulfilled in his ministry. Verse 18, after that, the Lord began to prophesy to him. Because his love was where it's supposed to be. Watch this here. He prophesied to him. He said, I say to you, when you was younger, you girded yourself, you walked wherever you wished. But when you're old, because he knew there was going to be no breach in his love, you would stretch out your hands, and another would gird you and carry you where you do not wish. Now watch this here. This he spoke, signifying what depth he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, he said, he said what? He said, you don't have to ask no questions. You just follow me. Wherever I go, you need to go. Watch this here. But look at Peter. Peter be messing up. Then Peter turned around and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following. Now my John, who also had leaned on, on his breast at, at the supper and said, Lord, he, John said this, Lord, who is the one who betrays you? So that way we identify who he is. Now watch this here. Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, but Lord, what about this man? God said, we got people we always worried about what God is doing through somebody else. What, what about this man? Why is he on the board down there? 
What, 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 what about this man? <laughs> what about them? Why are you using them like that? Why are they walking in that gifting? Why, why are you anointing them? What about this man? <laughs> Look at what the Lord said. <laughs> Jesus said to him, if I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? Why are you worried about how God is using somebody else? I don't feel the resistance I used to feel when God said, make her the assistant pastor. What is that to you? He said, you just follow me. You worried about you and you follow me. And so here's our prayer in, in closing. And we're not finished. We are for tonight. God said, you asked him. And, and, and you're sincere. God, if, if there is a breach in my relationship that I have not been aware of, and there are some, and there are some of you, you don't want to let go of some things. There are certain subjects some people hate me to talk about it. When you, you ought to walk in my shoes. You think the bishop enjoy? Certain things I have to minister on when I know there's people out there that don't like it. Walk in my shoes. You might start doing the boogaloo or something. <laughs> Some of the faces I've seen tonight, when I go home, I'll be up and I'll be wrestling with this. That side of it, you, you don't even see. Some of you don't know how I have called your name out in prayer. God, I don't want them lost. I don't want them missing out on the kingdom. I pray, God, that they will yield. There's some of you, yeah. I sit up, can't sleep. Listen, if it was a way that, 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 that the word can be ministered with a reality it's going to come in that really, man, one day we're going to stand before God. Yes, sir. Some of us live like we, we just, we got our whole life on him, like you control everything. There's no fear of God at all. There's no reference because you, oh, let me quit. The Lord said there's some that they have done bad for so long and no judgment in their mind has came. And there's been no, and I want to talk about you looking at me like that. No, I want to talk about you. you. You are right. As long as your husband fix our windows for free, we're good. Uh, the, the Lord said, because they have done it for so long, and they feel like there's no consequences, they'll continue to be in the presence of God and still live wrong. There's no reality that God sees it. But the Lord told me, tell you, judgment has already been passed on you. Because if you die, you are going to hell. So thank God that he will reach with a message like this. 
So we, we got to pray. And believe me, I'm praying. I'm praying for me too. I don't want to love anything more than I love God. And God know I love my vehicles. Love them. But I let my wife step on my running boards. I don't say nothing. I let her take her shoes off. I don't smell nothing. I said, God, I got to love you more than what you have blessed me with. So I pray if there's any breach, God, reveal it to us. And you don't need to go and talk to nobody about it. And you ask God to give you the strength to close that breach. I remember Brother Carruthers telling me when I talked to him years ago, when the enemy used something, and it, 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 it's why, it's probably why a lot of people be viewing something, viewing just to find something, catch me in my words. I don't care if you view, man ain't no do nothing to me. Boy, I feel to get in trouble. Mine only come from God. My authority come from God. He said the enemy was just running around, kept running around me, kept running around, looking for a breach. That time we prayed with that eight-year-old girl back there, and the spirits finally came out, and eventually... Uh, that, that one guy said a dumb prayer down there on the ground, said, Lord, you know, let him come out of her, come on me. Well, the girl told us they was running around, they was looking at us. She said she seen them. When they got to me, they go, whoo, that dude is handsome. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't stop staring at me and stuff. Man, I tell you, went around, and Brother McCall was in there, and it, and somebody else, I won't say the name, but he prayed that prayer. And when he prayed that prayer, he opened the door. And all of a sudden, we hear that sound. And he was up over the couch on the ground, hissing like a snake. So we had to run the girl out and cast the spirit off of him. I want to say, when he told me what it does, you big dummy. So if that girl seen it, you don't think where we are as a body as we're moving in the will of God and what God desired to do to us, you don't think he's looking for something you love more than you love God? So I pray. It's got to be. If there's a breach, if there is a breach, show it to me, God. And go ahead and start strumming, sir, and help me, God, to close that breach. Close your eyes and lift your hands.